If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Man on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is the show. This is the show. Yeah. This is the show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Deneen, come together once a week over a single topic. From that topic, which we choose days before. <laughs> <laughs> Through a very complicated <laughs> process involving text messaging <laughs> electronically. <coughs> we come up with a plethora. Yes. A multitude. Oh, yeah. There I say, un grandiose. Yeah. Or was that? I hope that wasn't too Spanish, that <laughs> accent. If anyone out there is concerned. <laughs> I know I'm not I know I'm not Latin, but you know. Uh. I didn't want that to sound too pretentious. You're Latinx. I am Latinx. Uh, uh, we come up with a plethora yes. of ideas. A quatra. A what? Quatra. What's a quatra? Four. <laughs> Generally, it's four. Sometimes it's three. Because yeah. I sometimes only come up with one because I don't like doing it. Uh, <laughs> uh and uh, those ideas are geared towards one thing and one thing only, Noel. Yeah. And that's getting our listeners as rich as possible, yeah. as quickly as possible. Yeah. Thus, the title of our show, Get Rich Quick, with your hosts, Josh and Noel. Yeah. Um, we don't ask for any money up front. Nope. Part of that is because we are a uh, 401c3, 501c3. 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 Well, we're not. Well, the, the Radio, Radio Free Brooklyn, Brooklyn is. Um. Uh, and we're not a one-size-fits-all outfit. No. We're not like these guys who spend a few months coming up with some s multi-level marketing scheme, some pyramid scheme to get you to, uh, that they're going to claim is going to get you rich, but only if you get in early enough. Mm -hmm. uh, and then if you don't get rich, they blame it on you. Yeah. They say you're not doing something right. Maybe you need the private lessons from the guy who created it. And is now going to basically tell you what you just heard on the audio book. Yeah. No, that's not what we do. No. We give a variety of ideas over a variety of topics. You take those ideas, whatever sits well with you, yeah. whatever inspires you, whatever makes you go, oh, God, I'm really interested in that, and I love it. Love it. And I want to get rich on ants yeah. with ants. I want to get rich from vampires. Yeah. I want to get rich... From prostitution. It doesn't matter. There's something out there for everyone. Yeah. We have over 2,000 shows. <laughs> I thought it was 2 million. <laughs> Sorry, we have over 2 million shows yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think there were 2 million topics in this world, but what? we've managed to do it. Yeah. We even did one. We got so deep into it. We did one on a facial hair. <laughs> We had done beards, a, we had done mustaches, facial hair. and and then we just did a facial hair. Yeah, that's how far, that's how deep we go. We, we yeah. deep dive yeah, people, yeah. um, and then you get rich, guys. 
our our uh, uh, at the end of every show, we scientifically prove yes that our uh, ideas are going to get you rich scientifically <clears throat> by putting them up against a, a series of uh, incredible tests. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we've never not passed. You know, I no, heard there was one restaurants in, restaurants. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard in uh, <laughs> the new Freakonomic book coming out is they actually attribute us for lowering the crime rate, raising the co- raising the, the the standard of living mm-hmm. worldwide. Say the cost of living. No, Why are you, what what was that, that long pause for? No, that's Empty not blinking. Yeah, I thought that's what you were going to say. It sounded like that to you. That's all. Yeah. But yeah, raising the standard of living. Yeah. Continue on. What else? Uh, th- th- that. Yeah. Lowering the crime rate, raising the standard of living. Yeah. The crust of living. Yeah. We're all upper upper crust now. The reason there is such a drastic difference in wealth mm-hmm. between the upper 1% yeah. and the rest of the 99 is because the upper 1% uses our ideas. <laughs> I think it's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, so if you guys want to be in the 1%, yeah. use our ideas. And once you're in the 1%, once you are standing on top of the building, urinating gold down on the plebes below, then and only then, guys. Then and only then. When you're peeing on all the, the people below... You realize, hey, that that didn't come from some one-size-fits-all scheme. It was like Cinderella. Cinderella, they didn't go look at it. wasn't a numbers game that Prince was playing. He was looking for the person that fit the one shoe. That's right. And somehow in the kingdom, only one person had that size foot. That's like you. And you say, hey, I need to give these princes something back. I need to give them 10% of everything I've made. That's it. You tithe us. Everything you made off of our ideas. Give us a piece of that pumpkin, coach. Everything you've made off of our ideas. Not everything you've made, but off of our ideas. That's right. We're not collecting from your childhood paperboy route, paper person. Yeah. I mean, look, if you've invested all that money and you're just sitting back with that passive income on the stock market. That's all you. you're not using any of our ideas for yeah. the stock market. Yeah. That's all you. We don't want that money. Just yeah. the money you made off of our ideas. Yeah. 10%. That's, that's it, right. guys. Uh, I think that's a bargain I th- at twice the price, honestly. Yes. We could say 20%. We could say 80%. We could still say be... 95%. We could say 99%. We could say 99.99%, and yeah. you would still be so rich Flock you wouldn't be upset us. with it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what we're saying. That's how powerful I- our ideas are. Yeah. We manifest change yeah for you no not change i'm sorry bills big bills big bills cha-ching yeah exactly anyway yeah so Noel. yeah speaking of spending money speaking of spending money we went to ikea oh where the upper crust Uh, shop so this is my thing with ikea Uh uh-huh Every time we go to Ikea, uh-huh. I swear I'm never going to Ikea again. Sure. It's the Hudson Yards for the people. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I go to Ikea, I am constantly reminded yeah. that their stuff is garbage. Okay. A lot. 
Yeah, they, mo- they're, they're slowly there, getting better. There, there are certain things that are not. I'm actually kind of excited. They have uh, they they're doing something with uh, with uh, uh, Sonos. Um, I saw that, and I read some reviews about them recently, and people are these you know guys are pleasantly surprised with these hundred dollar speakers, these hundred dollar Sonos speakers that oh. you're getting from. Uh, from ikea okay so i'm kind of looking forward to that because i need to i need speakers in my house but anyway 90 mm-hmm. percent of their products are garbage oh, all right okay they look okay mm-hmm. which is the thing that gets me mm-hmm. i am constantly i look through the 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 uh catalog and online and i see you know all this stuff on there, and I'm like, oh, maybe they're getting better. It, uh, you know, I, it's been eight months, a year since I've been to IKEA. Sure, this looks pretty good, actually. And then I get there, and I touch it, and I feel it, and then it's on a Saturday, and it's a fucking zoo. Mm-hmm. I was wearing flip flops. We had turned to talk to someone to ask him a question. I turn around, and there's kids running all over, and one of them runs just as I'm turning around and stomps on my foot. All right smashes my toe yeah which bruises and i s- grit everything like i'm trying not to scream okay and i'm standing by a thing but it hurts so much i punch the table okay and go motherfucker all right and the kid stops dead in his tracks <laughs> and stares at me and his father stares at me yeah and the ikea lady that we were talking to stares at me and deb stares at me because no one has any idea what just happened uh-huh. and i am like like my eyes are going bloodshot. Did you give from, them give from the quick pain. stickers? I did not. No, uh. I, you know, I didn't bring any with me. I should have been slapping them all over those shitty, yes. uh, shitty rooms that they make up there. Uh, you know what? I didn't bring any with me to Mexico City. That would have been great. I, I got them in Barcelona and Madrid. I got pictures of them in Barcelona, Barcelona, in Madrid, Madrid. I just want you to pronounce it correctly. España. No, España. Okay. You got to pronounce it. You got to give give it the correct Spanish accent. If All you're right. going to say Spanish words, you got to say it like you're supposed to say it. All right. You're trying um, to intimidate me. I'm not trying to intimidate you. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, make a case for myself. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> um, these veiled references, the yeah. person will know. We're, we're, we're subverting our entire show so Josh can kind of... <laughs> Give a jab at one person. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at this point, I'm in like uh, I'm in furious mode. Yeah. Right. We've now walked through the store, gotten to the downstairs, realized we didn't see what it was we were looking for. Had to go back upstairs to find it so we could find the numbers of it. Mm-hmm. Then go back downstairs only to find that it's not in stock anymore. Okay. Right? And so, but we still had a bunch of other bullshit that we had to buy. And then we get online, and if you've ever, I'm sure Ikea's are all over the place are like this, but the one in Brooklyn and Red Hook, the line are ridiculous. I'm sure. You're like 30, 40 people back. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, everyone's got a ton of shit. Yeah. So it's like you'll just stand there for an hour in some cases, while people are getting rung up. And there's no break. There's no like, oh, we'll go to that line, or Mm -hmm. we'll go to that line. You're just not going to make it. So I decide, I I bought a mirror for the basement for for my studio, and uh, I was like, you know what, let me go to the as-is section, or as they say, uh, como tal son, which is how it is in Spanish. Um, 
and see if there's, because often they have like mirrors there, and maybe I'll get one a little cheaper. So I start walking over there, and I look to my right, Mm -hmm. and there's a fucking kid, maybe 15, 16 years old, barreling down the aisleway on a skateboard in the Ikea. Sure, makes sense. Gets right up to me. I'm like hands up like, you know, what the fuck is going on here? And then he stops, pops the, the, the skateboard in the air and grabs it. Uh-huh. And I said, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and he goes, what? I stopped. And I said, you're in a fucking store, you animal. You don't skateboard in a store. What? Carry your fucking skateboard, All you right. douchebag. This is word for word. I am okay. not... I, and he looks at me and he's shocked and he goes, uh, uh, shut up, big nose. <laughs> and I go, big nose, is that the best you got, you idiot? Are you that stupid that the one thing you pick out on me is big nose? And I start going off on him how <laughs> dumb he is, uh. right? And then I just say, get the fuck away from me. And I turn around and I walk over to Como Talzon. Uh-huh. I look around. There's nothing I need. I walk back to the line. And Deb's standing there with the thing. And I get to the line and I look. And right behind Deb yeah. is this kid and his buddy. Of course. And I'm like, uh, now I'm going to have to stand on line yeah. with this kid. And try to hold that nose up for half well i mean that's the hardest thing you know i tend to lean my head down and forward because my nose is so big and heavy yeah that it just naturally pulls it that way but now i gotta sort of like just to prove this kid wrong i gotta keep my head up maybe it was an anti-semitic i don't think it was it was literally he was like he took a minute to look me up and down to figure out what he was gonna pick okay like you know look i get you know, calling someone fat isn't politically correct these days. Uh-huh. But, like, I just called you a motherfucker and a <laughs> douchebag. It's like, you know, it's totally reasonable to call me a fat pig yeah. or whatever to go at that. You yeah. know what I mean? I, like, or old. Yeah. Like, big nose? Really? That's what you come up with? You know, there's so many other things. You could baldy, uh-huh. you know, four eyes. I mean, there's just a million other things that's... that's way more hurtful to me in some fashion okay. than big, like that the fact that he took that but i realized that he'd worked really hard he'd really struggled with what to say to me and all he could come up with was big nose uh-huh. cuz he's probably a nice kid <clears throat> no he's a dick um <coughs> and uh so now we're standing on line i'm like we're going to have to be with i'm going to have to be in fucking front of this kid for like half an hour all right. 45 minutes right so now we're standing there, and I lean over to Deb, and I was like, I just had this fucking experience with this kid, and I just yelled at him, and she was like, oh, you're such an asshole. And, and uh, as I'm standing there, this kid's talking to his friend, mm-hmm. and he's saying just stupid shit. Yeah. Like he's actually dumb. Like he's not, not, not like mentally challenged, okay. but he's just a stupid person. All right. <laughs> he's saying things like, brah, you got to stop eating meat. Meat is the number one reason. Uh, meat. 
<laughs> and I look at Deb because now we're like listening. You know, we're yeah, listening yeah, to them because yeah. it's like I'm waiting to hear him say something about me. Yeah. Like say, that's a dude that called me a douchebag. And now he's a fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I could go, you know, turn around and be like, you're a kid and I'm an adult and you should shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. You know, but now he's going like, you know, and then he goes and his friend goes, yeah, but, you know, I like meat. And he goes, yeah, I mean, I like meat, too, but I might even stop eating meat because the climate uh-huh and i'm just like oh my god this kid really is stupid <laughs> he's just a dum-dum and now i'm feeling bad uh-huh for calling him stupid so many times because uh, you know it's one thing to call someone a douchebag or an asshole you know because you're just venting yeah but when you call someone stupid who's actually stupid and may know that they're stupid that's hurtful yeah and i didn't want to be hurtful and I turned around to look at him because I really wanted to get a good look at him. And he uh-huh. looked at me and his eyes opened wide like like I was an alien or something like okay. that. And I said, I'm sorry I called you stupid. <laughs> but you really shouldn't be skateboarding in a store. Uh-huh. Don't be an animal. <laughs> And then I turned around. And then you realized he was an animal. <laughs> That's right. And and he was still staring back at me. And then uh-huh. we got we got to the line. Yeah. And we literally stood on the line for about 40 minutes to get there. And we realized that all this kid was buying was... Meat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a Swedish meatball. Yeah. <clears throat> um, all this kid was buying was an... Ikea apparently makes a bucket hat out of uh, uh, the Ikea bags. Okay. So it's a blue Ikea bag with yeah. the band around it. He went in on a Saturday to Ikea to stand in line for 40 minutes to buy a bucket hat. <laughs> and then as we got to the end, he was like, brah. He kept saying brah. Uh-huh. He kept calling his friend brah. He kept going, brah, meat. Brah, don't eat meat, brah. And, <laughs> and he looks over and he goes, brah, cookies. Brah, I'm going to get some cookies. Uh-huh. And then he went and got cookies. So he stood online for 45 minutes to buy a fucking blue Ikea bag bucket hat uh-huh. and cookies. Kid was stupid. And I felt really bad about calling him stupid to his face. Okay. But anyway, that's my story. That's a great story. I'm never going back to Ikea. To end this, though, so yeah. just, just as a footnote to this, to just double the anger I have at Ikea. All right. <clears throat> so... They didn't have what we wanted. They claimed they were out of stock, right? Mm-hmm. So Deb decides, I don't know if you know this, but Ikea's opened up a store in Manhattan, and it's a planning center. So they don't have stuff in stock there, uh-huh. but they have stuff that, like, samples of everything, so you can go look at it. They have a few rooms made up with various things, right. and then basically you can meet up with a planning advisor, and you can plan out what it is that you want to do, yeah. and they will help you, and then you can order it. Okay. Right. Seems reasonable. Yep. So two days ago, when it was like 100 degrees out uh-huh. again, um, we have to go up to East Side, 60th Street, in the middle of the day. I have shit I have to do, but it's like, all right, I'm breaking up my day to do this. Go up there. I'm standing and waiting for the train for 15, 20 minutes at the West 4th Street Station, which is like a sauna. And I'm literally, by the time I get on the train... I am just drenched with sweat. And I get out and it starts raining. So now I'm wet and drenched with sweat. I don't know what's what. Mm -hmm. I get inside and we meet up with our planning person and we go downstairs and he clicks on the IKEA website 
opens up the planner that anyone can have on the IKEA website and then orders the stuff through the IKEA website. So we could have done this all. This is another example of IKEA wrapping something up in a pretty box yeah. and it's still shit. We could have done this all at home on our couch yeah. at any time of day. Anyway, that's uh, just fuck Ikea. <laughs> that's In the end, fuck Ikea. Fuck this kid for looking at me like I was an alien. Fuck everybody. Yeah. It's almost like you're saying that Ikea should be off limits to people. Like people shouldn't <clears throat> be able to enter it, know what's going on there. It, and it doesn't sound like you did know what's going on there. I never know what's it was going like on an, there. An alien land when you got there. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it was like. Uh huh. So, not unlike our topic today, uh huh. Which, uh, incredibly, yeah, it's sort of right on the money. Our topic today is our topic today is Area Fifty One: How to Probe Your Way to the Top of Financial Freedom. Guys, Area 51, right? Anyone who doesn't know, give me a little bit about it. I'm sure everyone knows, though. Area 51 is an Air Force base built on the dry bed of Groom Lake, Nevada. It's used for development and testing of top-secret aircraft and aerospace projects. It's named after its map designation back in the NAM days when they had such brilliant strategy just to name things numbers. What, what Vietnam movie was it that I watched and everything that were it was a documentary and I didn't realize some stuff about Vietnam until I saw it and everything and they just drew up a grid and put it in numbers. As soon as I heard that, it's like, oh, well, of course you're losing the war because you didn't even bother to learn the names of things. Let was alone. it was it the Ken's Byrne documentary? I don't think so. On no, Vietnam? no, it was no, not one. Um, and so. It's named after its map designation, also known as Paradise Ranch, Watertown, and Dreamland. It covers more than 38,000 acres and is about 120 miles northwest of Las Vegas. Also used for CIA testing of spy planes and was managed by the CIA until the late 70s. It was always referred to officially as Air Force activities near Groom Lake, Nevada, but not until... 2013 was it officially acknowledged as a secret U.S. military site through declassified documents. Barack Obama was the first president to use the phrase Area 51. Really? Yep. Which is the same year that it that it came it was out. Was declassified. Yeah. Um, lots of conspiracy theories surround the base. Most popular. Uh, among many, though, there's also the theory that that's where they filmed the moon landing. Mm-hmm. Uh, theory that uh, the big one is that the base houses the UFO and alien bodies from the 1947 Roswell crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the alien technology is being reverse engineered. The rumors got a lot of credence in 1989 when Bob Lazar... An ex-employee at Area 51 claimed that on the Las Vegas news that he had seen aliens. Did you watch that documentary on Netflix? No. No. Uh, And he had worked on reverse engineering the space aircraft on the base. Area 51 is not only still in use, but it is expanding. Recently, there was a new giant hangar built. Uh, as well as a seven-mile-long runway. 
because you can see it now on Google Maps. Mm-hmm. This thing I read even like was like in 1982 or whatever the the Russian satellite got a snapshot of it from above. Like this thing you read, meaning Wikipedia? No, it was just some uh, fa- popular science was where I got all those facts uh-huh. mostly. Um. So nobody is allowed anywhere near Area 51, basically, right? right. Uh, drones and non-military aircraft, air traffic is prohibited. Locals say that the area is so highly monitored that they know the location of every tortoise and hare in the desert. Think they bet on those races? Yeah. Get it? Tortoise hare? Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah okay. it's good. Thanks. <laughs> uh, almost nobody passes in or out of the gates to Area 51, but apparently over 1,500 people work there. Hmm. How? Hmm. Well, I'll tell you how. You ever hear of Janet? No. Janet stands for just another non-existent airline terminal. Uh, so it's a Janiat. Well, but people call it Janet. They call it Janet Airlines. Mm -hmm. Uh, Las Vegas Airport has an off-limits terminal where Janet flies in and out of. It's rumored to have a fleet of 11 737s, each hold over 200 passengers. And they fly people in and out of Area 51 as well as other classified bases. But it sounds like mainly Area 51 Mm -hmm. is their purview. So I thought, great, here's our way in, right? traditional business that we already know we've done shows about Mm -hmm. uh that's our that's our ticking in right uh so we all know airlines need a lot of support services all this type of thing right um so i looked into what kinds of of services they actually need and how much they bring in and i was super surprised to see that airport baggage handling is outsourced, and the companies uh, make $1.5 billion a year doing the baggage handling and are growing at 12% a year. Pretty good. Uh, so this is what you're going to do. You're going to make a baggage handling company for Janet Airlines. You're going to charge a lot of extras, right? Your employees are going to need to have top secret clearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, your equipment, your your conveyors and things like that, right? They're going to need to be extra sturdy for heavy UFO equipment sure, loads, yeah. laser guns. Who knows what's on there, yeah. right? You're going to have to handle a lot of hazardous materials. Absolutely. Radioactive stuff. Yep. Alien corpses. For sure. Uh, aliens themselves yeah. Yeah. and whatever they secrete. Who knows, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, Whatever viruses they have, right? You're you're probably going to be bringing viruses back and forth. Probably. Uh, I'm amazed they got through customs. Huh? I'm amazed they got through customs with all these diseases they carry. The aliens? Yeah. They just flew down, man. Came to Roswell. We need a customs. We need customs agents for that. Uh, most importantly, though, your most important job as being the baggage handling company for Janet Airlines is that you would have to never lose a bag. That's true. Ever, yeah. right? Uh, and certainly not steal anything out of the bags. No, yes, certainly. If yeah. your employees are rifling through bags, no. bad news. No, no, no. And you would have to go 
to any lengths to retrieve anything that did get lost in case of, you know, baggage loss. Mm-hmm. So you're going to call yourself the Dublo Baggage Handling. Uh, it's going to be, that is a nod to the geeks out there, right? Dublo was a line of model railroads from the 30s to 50s, right? So also a nod to back to the mm-hmm. good old UFO days, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Roswell days. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best model railroads were always German. And during that period, people were no longer hip to buying German things. So engineers reversed engineered the German model railroads and in the process of doing so found better ways to make them than even the Germans had. Uh, and they were called double O something. Mm-hmm. And that's where double O comes that gets his name. Ah, gotcha. All right. Um, it's considered the apex of model railroads. Uh, Dublo also stands for something uh, more of us are a little familiar with, which is double O, license to kill. You are going to be licensed to kill in case any baggage gets lost. You go out and you take it back with extreme prejudice. Yeah. And you get that baggage, you load that baggage, and you make a lot of money. You will. You will. Hey, guys, this is what we were talking about earlier, guys. What? This is not a one-size-fits-all kind no. of thing. This is like someone's going to get to hear this. They're going to be like, not for me. No. Someone else is going to hear it and be like, dude, sign me up. Yeah. And they're going to go in with that passion and that determination that's necessary to create a successful business. Yeah. Great idea, No. <laughs> I like it. Why are you laughing? No, I, I, just, I, just, I, like, your, I like your upsell. Yeah. Um, so as you said, Noel, mm-hmm. Area 51 yeah. can't go in there, nope. can't get out of there. Uh-uh. Have you heard about this uh, Facebook page that went up? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So someone came up with a Facebook event entitled it Storm Area 51. They can't stop all of us. And it became a big internet sensation. Yeah. Uh, as of yesterday, mm-hmm. two million people <laughs> have signed up to do it, and another 1.4 million people are interested. Yeah. Which, you know, we've all done the interested. It means, oh, that's interesting, but I'm never going to go. Yeah. But potentially 3.4 million people yeah. are ready to storm Area 51. Yeah. The thing about this is it was a joke. It's a big ha-ha joke. Yeah, yeah. Except for the fact there's a lot of people to whom it's not a joke. Okay. Right now, the town of Rachel, Nevada, which is right next to Area 51, Uh has no hotel rooms left. Really? (laughs) The nearest town to it, Alamo, Nevada, Uh has no hotel rooms left. Okay. Uh. They are all booked up uh-huh. for September 20th, which is the date that this was right. supposed to happen. There is no room at the end. Now, the problem is, uh-huh. is all of these towns have nothing in them. Sure. So Rachel has a population of 54, surrounded by ghost towns and desert, has only four businesses in its city limits. Mm-hmm. 
The Ale Inn is the only one that provides lodging and food. Okay. And it is booked solid. Um, there's not even a gas station in Rachel, Nevada. Okay. You have to go to Alamo. Uh-huh. When you go to Alamo, they have a few more hotels that are already booked solid. They have... Uh, uh, <laughs> Everyone in Alamo, when they say where they live, do you think they'll have to be like, I live in Alamo, not the yeah. Alamo. <laughs> Alamo, Nevada. Yeah. Not yeah. the Alamo. Uh-huh. But I did, thought that was a site. No, no, Alamo, Nevada. Yeah. Um, they got it worse than London, Ontario. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, Rachel doesn't even have a gas station in it. The okay. nearest gas station is in Alamo, okay. which is over 50 miles away. Yeah. It's a hall. Yeah. And I was like, that's crazy. And I thought this idea, like, you know, maybe what we can do is get a bunch of uh, 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 shipping containers mm-hmm. brought out to Rachel and you could set them up. You know what I mean? Just have shipping container stores and shipping container things. Mm-hmm. Sort of looking it up. And I found there are companies that make prefabricated retail buildings okay. that can go up in two days, all of them. So this is what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You're going to fucking take over Rachel, Nevada. Yep. You're going to roll in yep. with your prefab buildings. Mm-hmm. You're going to crank them up. You're going to have a general store. Yep. You're going to have gas stations. Mm-hmm. You're going to have hotels. You're going to do this all in two days. You're going to make this town the size of something much bigger. It's yeah. going to be bigger than Alamo, yeah. Nevada. Yeah. Bigger than the Alamo in Texas yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty small, the Alamo in Texas. Yeah. Have you ever been there? No. I've seen pictures. It's small. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're going to make it, you're going to make like a little Chicago right next to Area 41. Yeah. 51. 51. Three and a half million people are going to show up on September 20th. Yeah. And a couple days before, most likely. Yeah, yeah. You are going to make a fucking fortune. Yeah. The beauty of this is the buildings you don't have to buy. Okay. You can rent them, and they're on 30-day billing cycles. Oh, so you're paid before you got to pay the bill. So you don't have to come up with the money for these buildings. No risk. That's right. You get on billing cycles with all, you know, minimal money down on all of the shit that you're going to sell. Yeah, yeah. You're having people coming in from out of town. Are they really going to drive 54 miles to Alamo or even 100 plus miles to 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 buy a bag of chips for 50 cents less than what you're selling them for? Nope. You're going to be upcharging everything. It'll be like Fire Island, but in the desert. Exactly. You're absolutely right. <laughs> It'll be Fire Island, but in the desert. Yeah. And in that four-day period, oh. you're going to get so rich, you'll never have to do anything again. Yeah. Anyway, so there it is. That's a good one, dude. I like it. I like it. I like it. You guys, if you want to give Josh and I some money before you're super rich, you can. You can do that. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel show page. Hit the Sponsor button. Half that money that you pledge will go to Josh and I. Half that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. You get to feel like a champ because you are a champ. If you if you maybe work for the CIA or the government and you're like, no, I got to quiet these people down. I got to shut them down, shut them up. You can. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Hit the pledge button. Pledge an amount. All that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. Not a nickel goes to Josh or I. 
<laughs> you did it. You got us. <laughs> you get to get a, a tax break because, as Josh said, Radio Free Brooklyn's a 501c3 charitable organization. If you want to support us in other ways, you can. You can download the apps, Android or or iOS. You can listen to the station live. You can get all the archives for all the shows, stuff like that. Uh, you can subscribe to the newsletter, Radio Free Brooklyn, read what's up, our events, and everything like that. Uh, you guys, we also uh, let, well, we, not let, but we uh, charge for people to, if you want to record a podcast uh-huh. in in the studios, you can do it with an engineer. Uh, as far as we were able to check, we're the most competitive prices in the city. Uh, we tried to price ourselves very well. And we have good studios with an engineer. And if you give the code GRQ, you get money off mm-hmm. before September 1st. So do it. It helps us survive. Helps you get your show out there on its feet. You get to see if you like Radio Free Brooklyn in the uh, in the flesh. And as thanks for letting us give our spiel, we got a classic, is it? No. Oh, you guys, we got something brand new for you. What ya. I will say is I went to go get a classic, mm-hmm. and in the folder I found that there was something I had socked away in there Okay. several years ago that we never used. Okay. You guys, we have a better than classic. This is a, a a rare find. This is like Capone's safe that got opened by Geraldo. That's right, except this is going to be filled with gold. That's right. So we got another little wave. You get another little rich. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. We're talking about money, but really money is, is, is a, um, it's kind of a physical representation of abundance, okay? Um, and citrine will attract it to you. Um, I also like Vesuvanite, mm-hmm. um, which I actually just got this, so I'm excited They're to really see. They're really pretty. Yeah, so I'm excited to see, you know, how, how its energy is going to work with me. But this is also very good for attracting abundance sunstone yes oh sunstone will not Love only attract sunstone. abundance but it also it, it changes your attitude you know mm-hmm. what in any situation you've got two choices mm-hmm. if you have enough or you don't have enough and i think the sunstone helps you always see that you do have enough these also moss agate is another oh, crystal love moss agate. that i really like for attracting more abundance for helping you with your attitude about money and how um you know and how you handle it and how it how mo- the importance of money in your life i agree because money is energy and it that's is. what most it people is. don't realize yes it and is. you can work with energy and you can change energy and, and exactly and it can be good energy or bad energy that's up to you it's yes. how you perceive it and how you you know how, how you deal with the energy mm-hmm. and these crystals will help you have a positive attitude and positive energy about it there you go guys there you go Crystal. you know i can tell you one thing what? if armpit hair were money i bet you they'd be rich <laughs> <laughs> it's a possibility. Yeah. Say so my birthday was this week. Was it? I had I had a good week, guys. I forgot to wish you a happy birthday. That's all right. Uh, as I said, I I appreciate you feeling bad about not having told me more than I would have had you felt good about telling me. It would have been lost in the shuffle. 
of all the other birthday wishes that you received. Yeah. I got to tell you, not being on Facebook, is that's the one thing not not using Facebook is is rough for. Birthdays? Birthdays. They, you know what, though? They're too much on Facebook. I don't I don't need to know every person I've ever met's birthday. Yeah, but... I, you feel obligated to say happy birthday. I have actually missed people's birthdays because I've gotten sure, so sort of, of course. used to people's birthdays popping up on Facebook that, yeah, you know, with you advance it. notice yeah. that I, I don't... You know what I mean? That's what I use. That's oh, what I, yeah, I yeah. didn't even realize that's what I was using till I've sure. missed several birthdays because of it. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but so, yeah, we went out for dinner, had a nice dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw the, a couple days before, we went and saw um, the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You mean Quentin Tarantino's ninth, ninth and possibly final film? No, it's second to last, I thought. Well, it's the, pent. Ultimate. It's supposed to be, uh-huh. but there's a lot of people who think that he feels like this is enough. I, I mean, anyway, I, I really liked it. Uh, I know some people have some problems with it. I don't get it, but I people loved it. Problems with it? Yeah. yeah. People next was left. Really? Yeah. People. People next was left like two thirds of the way through, and we were like, "What? This is great." We didn't get it, and it, it's not like I'm not going to no spoilers, right. guys. Uh, and then last night we went and saw Mike Perviglia. Mm-hmm. At the Cherry Lane, he's working out some new stuff for a new show. Mm-hmm. We saw that it was very loose format. It was good. We saw him before too. Like him. <laughs> That's the review section, guys. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, guys, back to back to brass tacks. Area fifty one. How are you gonna get rich with it? I'm gonna tell you. As Josh uh, tipped the hat to the face bike. Facebook invite to Storm Area 51 was opened as a joke. Millions of people have signed on. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit in my opinion, but either way, my my disagreeing isn't going to poop on your idea. (laughs) Whatever. I, I think that probably the vast majority of people know that it's a joke. They're still showing up there. There, there's, I'm not well, there's definitely saying... going to be quite a few. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. Is it's not necessarily that they're actually going to do it, but yeah. there are going to be people there. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be some people are going to not get it was a joke. Some people who have no intention of going definitely don't get it's a joke. Like so some just people that are just hearing about it, and some people who are fully aware that it's a joke are going to be going just to see what's going on. Yeah. Right. Uh, Exactly. So here's the thing about jokes. Uh, Jokes have gone awry before. Oh, everyone you tell. (laughs) On rye? Ham on rye? (laughs) 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 Oh, waka waka, Fozzie Bear. Yeah, I love Fozzie Bear. I know you do. He's my hero. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Full back tattoo of Fozzie Bear. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. But with no head, it'll just be your head. Yeah. It'll be a tattoo of Fozzie Bear's back. Yeah. Going right up to your neck, and then your head is the back of Fozzie Bear's And I'll Bear's get one head. of those hats. Yep. Oh, and wear a bow tie. Yeah. That'll be the best thing yeah. ever. Uh, on December 19th, 1973, Johnny Carson made a joke based on statements by a congressman. The congressman had said that they were falling behind and getting bids for toilet paper, which could cause a shortage. And in his joke, Johnny said that toilet paper was disappearing from supermarket shelves and that there's an acute shortage of it in the U.S. Next morning, 
everyone watching descended on supermarkets and bought all the TP they could get their hands on. Then other people saw that the shelves were all empty and the problem spiraled. Uh, Johnny Carson had to recant and apologize on air. Scott Paper released videos of factory lines in full prediction. People weren't buying it. It took a month for supplies to get back to normal and paper to be able to get to a shelf and stay on a shelf. It was like the toilet paper version of War of the Worlds. It was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which, uh, yeah. Uh, When else did people not get it? Funny you should say War of the Worlds in 1938. Orson Welles broadcast War of the Worlds and people went nuts. Right? Thought there was a real alien invasion happening. And that was just, I had some random time. But on September 20th, the whole world will be waiting for something to happen. Right? Uh, Everyone's just going to be at the edge of their seat. So you're going to make a modern day war of the world. Your radio or YouTube or Facebook Live or however you choose to broadcast will be a mockumentary of a group of people storming Area 51. You, you, you should start planning now. Mm-hmm. You should have it in every language you can think of. Yeah, you got to get on this quickly, guys. Quickly. We're talking yeah, month and a half away. Yeah, but it's going to be, if, if it's filmed, it's going to be filmed a la Blair Witch Project. So I understand. It, there doesn't need a lot of production value. Still a month and a half you, away. But you got to have it planned out, right? Uh, and if you listen to the rest of my scheme, there is some planning that's needed sure. for sure. For sure. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you're going to put this out on September 20th. Uh, and during your broadcast or whatever type it is, the army will attack back. Then aliens will get loose. People will go nuts, go nuts everywhere in the world. And everyone in the world will be watching. Mm-hmm. So in War of the Worlds, the aliens were defeated by germs, right? That's what eventually got mm-hmm. them. In your broadcast, the aliens will be defeated by some sort of commodity. Oh. Soybeans, for instance. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Something they can buy and sell futures of on the market. Save our farmers. Save, save the farmers, yeah. Help them with uh, the tariff issues that they're having. Yeah. So before September 20th, you're going to have bought as many soy if you're doing on soybeans. I think instance, it's a good idea because soybeans got to be dirt cheap right now because there's a surplus of them in this country. Yeah, because the whole China thing. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So actually, yeah. So let's stick with soybeans then. Soybeans, you'll buy as many soybean futures as possible. When you when your broadcast goes and people hear that the way to defeat the aliens is with soybeans. The price of soybeans. They're skyrocket. 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 You'll make so much money from the broadcast. It's yeah, going to be just peanuts the, compared just to... Just the monetization of that yeah. on YouTube. Oh, yeah. That's going to make you a fucking... For, if you have a billion views on something, yeah. which you'll easily have... Easily. I mean, I can't even imagine how much money you'll make off of that. You'll, you'll make so much money off uh, that. You'll make so much money off these soybean futures. Well, that's really the money. And right? you'll be set up as a career. The next thing you do will be the next Titanic. It's true. Although, you know, the Blair Witch people, the next thing they did after Blair Witch... Because their thing went up a bomb. slowly. This is going to be a career maker. Believe you me. And you'll have the money to, to produce your own thing if you mm-hmm. want. Huge idea, no. Huge. Another big one. Big one. 
Killing it. Killing it. So, yeah, that's for the filmmakers out there. Again, guys, not everyone's a filmmaker. Not everyone. Not everyone's a creative. But someone is. But who's, some who, of you guys. Who's my Cinderella? Yeah, good question. And you know what, guys? Or Cinderfella. Even if you're not the filmmaker, you know someone's going to make the film. So buy Soybean Futures. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you guys, come on. Think outside the box. Uh, this message was brought to you and by that's Soybean. Not even fa- that's not far outside the box. This message was brought to you by Soybean Farmers of America. Soybean Farmers of America. Um, yeah, no, great idea. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Area 51, though. Okay. When I think of Area 51, I've been thinking a lot about our president, Donald Trump. All right. Why do you say that, you ask? Well, <laughs> because a lot of analysis of Donald Trump these days mm-hmm. has been the idea that Donald Trump shows you one thing, then behind his back is doing another thing. Yeah. Right? You look at the tweets, yep. and then he's tariffing the hell out of uh, mm-hmm. uh, China. You look at, you listen to the uh, racist commentary, mm-hmm. and he's cutting Obamacare. You look at his retarded children, sorry, don't mean to use retarded, his no. stupid sons, yeah. and he's cutting pensions. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of look at this, look yeah. at this big shiny thing. Yeah. Uh, get focused on that, and behind you, I'm doing it whatever I want. Yeah. What if that was Area 51? Okay. I know you like to you you told us about how it became known as Area 51. Uh-huh. But if there's an Area 51, yeah, shouldn't there be an Area 52? There is. There is exactly Area 52 which is a secret of Nevada range uh, that supposedly holds vast underground facilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a reporter named John Lear who alleges that a clean nuclear device was used to create a giant chamber under Powhite Mesa in Area 52, mm-hmm. and that then a facility capable of housing over 25,000 troops mm-hmm. or people uh, is active out there. Yeah. Which may very well be why you don't see people going in and out mm-hmm. because they live in Area 52 and they just travel underground sure. to Area 51. Like a monorail. Um, he got this from a cement truck driver who worked out there. Oh, uh, yeah. that's Yeah, it's just like the cabbies. In the city, yes, the cabbies. Uh-huh. In the middle of the desert. Yes, yeah, a cement truck driver. Yeah, a cement truck driver. The cement truck driver said it, would t- it takes four hours to get to the... It would take him... Four hours to get to the bottom, dump the cement, then wind his way back up. Mm-hmm. Then for some reason, after telling John Lear this story, mm-hmm. that cement truck driver disappeared. Yeah. Surprise, uh, surprise. He claims that there's a high-speed underground train that runs from Area 52 to Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, which is, of course, denied by people who claim to be Nevada test site tunnel workers. Says okay. it's not possible. And he also says that people have told him, and pilots in particular have told him, that there are secret un- runways out there that open and close like zippers. Oh. Big enough for a 737? Uh, it's possible. Okay. Uh, they'll look down, and it'll be forest or desert or some kind of natural landscape, and all of a sudden it will unzip Ooh. like a fly, and instead of your penis falling out, it will be a landing strip. Yeah. Pretty uh, close. And then it zips back up. 
and it looks like normal. Yeah. Uh, Bob Lazar, who you've already mentioned, uh, backs up some of these claims of what's going on at uh-huh. Area 52. It's Area 52. There's Area 52. Seems even bigger and badder than Area 51. Yeah. A lot more going on there, it seems. Yeah. What about, say, Area 53? Oh, uh, boy. Or even better, yeah. Area 54. Okay. Did a search for Area 54. Uh-huh. On, uh, couldn't find anything about it until I hit the Above Top Secret website forum. All right. And on that forum, a member named, going by the handle, Liguna, uh-huh. wrote, I know Area 54 is active and employs many contractors from the DOD and DOE for various projects. That is a fact. All right. But I can't find anything about it on the internet. Then Tom Kleinsmith on the same forum says, Area 54 is top secret. They make cyborgs, and they do genetic splicing and other things that are out of this world. Yep. I went to click on a further example of Area 54 on the website, and the website disappeared. Oh, boy. I went back. I clicked on it again. Yeah. Website disappeared. Yeah. Kept taking me to unsecure sites, blank sites. Yeah. Strange pornography sites. Mm -hmm. Trying to shift my attention. Yeah. From Area 54. Yeah. Nothing here but us boobs. Well, we know they exist. Yeah. The question is, how do you You're make money? You're not going to acknowledge on? nothing here but those. But nope, us I'm boobs. not listening to you. That was brilliant. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Was it? It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't do something about unzipping the pants and seeing a landing strip. No, all I was thinking about with that is the Cheech and Chong movie. Which one? The one where the rich guy has the the. All the all the plants in his backyard, and he's got above it a tarp of like a swimming pool. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So I I find this incredibly interesting yeah. and amazing, and I think a perfect example that the government wants us to be completely aware of Area Fifty One, mm-hmm. but not these other areas. Yeah. Well, this is what you're going to do. I think. I think this is the way you're going to make money off of it. You are going to let the world know about Area 52, mm-hmm. Area 53, and Area 54. Yeah. And in doing so, while you're doing that, you're also going to trademark Area 51. Yeah. I'm sorry, Area 52, Area 53, and Area 54. Yeah. So that way, every piece of merchandise yeah. that gets made about these places yours. is going to go in some of that money, if not all of that money, is going to go into your pocket. And when you have three areas that are bigger and badder than one area and the world knows about it, yeah. you're going to make a fucking fortune. Oh, uh, yeah. So there you go. That's there you it. go. That's great. You know, when uh, when I was doing research, I, I was like, what about if, is there an area 52 and things like that? And I started to type it. And as soon as I started, one of the suggestions that pops up is, is there an Area 69? Oh, I'm like, oh, boy. yeah, I got to check that out. And apparently it's in uh, Grand Theft Auto. There's a secret place that you can get to mm-hmm. that's Area 69. There you go. Uh, so, you guys, at this point, you probably want to reach out to Josh. You probably want to reach out to me. How are you going to do it? You're going to go on a Twitter and get us at 
GRQ Josh Noel. <laughs> You're going to email us at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. You go on Facebook and hit us up at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You're going to go on iTunes or anywhere. And when you go on Facebook, you can All feel right. free to criticize me as yeah. openly as you want. To. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh-huh. What you do. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna subscribe, rate, review anywhere you can get a podcast, guys. You can do it. If you only listen to his podcast form, we implore you tuning in Saturday nights, eight o'clock. Get the schemes five days before anyone else. Get there early. Listen to Art Star scene. Stick around afterwards. Listen to reruns of some sort. <laughs> That's a great title for a show. Yeah. Uh, you guys, by this point, you got a lot of money in your pocket. Josh's gonna tell you how to spend it. In an empty part of North Kansas sits what looks like some type of military installation. It's part of developer Larry Hall's cruise ship-like creation. Carved into 15 floors of an old Atlas F missile silo are residential units that cost between 1.5 and $3 million. The next level. The complex extends 60 meters underground and features a state-of-the-art movie theater, gym, shooting range, dog park, and rock climbing wall, and much, much more. This is an engineered facility for extended off-grid living. The former defense contractor and computer engineer bought this abandoned structure, refurbished it, and began marketing it as a survival condo. Whether it's a meteor impact or a Yellowstone eruption, whatever your poison is that could disrupt your life, I think it's way better to have a plan for than to you know, wing it and just hope it doesn't happen on your watch. Imagine what you could do with Area 53. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 after they abandon it. Oh, yeah. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. I think the government's messing with their volume levels. Yep. You guys, uh, our idea is so good. How do you know that it's good enough to quit your job, take out loans, rob your friends, leave your family? It's because Josh scours the internet for rules of getting rich quick, to which we judge our schemes by. Josh, where do our schemes come from? Today's today's schemes come from 20 Ways to Make Money by Phineas Taylor (laughs) P.T. Barnum. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Number one. Yep. Money is like fire. It is a very excellent servant, but a terrible master. That's right. It's a terrible master. And we got to take the power back because it's about time for the servant to become the master. Mm-hmm. Right? We're, yeah. not, we're not bowing to some governments and some grays. That's right. You ready for number two? Number two. Second and final. We cannot get above our business. No. We can't get above our business. Because our business is baggage handling <laughs> for an airline, and nothing gets higher than an airline. Uh, so there you go, guys. We're two for two. Yeah. As we said, you're going to get rich. So yeah. once again, for Josh. And old, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. Quick.